Welcome to the Horror Chronicles with your hosts, Ryan and JT. Now follow us through the deep, dark realm of the horror world. Let's talk all things horror. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Horror Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend. In my own mind. <laughs> J- JT. JT's in the house, as usual, surprisingly. I think we're good here. Cool. Sorry, guys, we were having a little bit of technical issues, but... Yeah, we- Ryan farted on the mic. Yeah, for some reason, it put it sleep. It said sleeping gas. Yeah, I think we're doing okay. <laughs> Looks good. So, so what's up, man? I feel like I just saw you the other day. I know. I mean, it's crazy. Cray cray. Yeah, man. Um, you know, had a little bit of stuff to do today. Had to go to the city council meeting and spread some of my... Well, my wife did a lot of talking. Damn, you're important, dude. Yes. I'm a high... Freaking city council. I'm a high member of society. <laughs> you got big balls, too. Well, yeah, but, you know, they don't, for some reason they get pissed off when you show them in the middle of a council meeting. I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I kind of frown on that. You know, whatever. But anyway, today we're going to do one of my freaking favorite movies of all time. Something that, for to me, is... Uh, I watch this movie. If I just hear the music of this movie... It automatically just brings you back to a really good time in my life, man. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's it's just I don't even know. It just remind. This is the one of the, the number one movies, period, in my life, and I think a lot of it has to do with my mom. We talked about it before, and the movie is Phantasm. Yes, yes, fantastic. It, it, you talk about the music. It's kind of funny. Every time I hear it, it kind of takes me back to when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, when I first saw this movie. I mean, yeah, you were a kid when this movie came out, so... I really was. <laughs> I wasn't yet, but, uh... Hell, I might have been made when this movie... You weren't even a sparkle in an <laughs> eye. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, it's... Just this movie, man, is, is, it means a lot to me. You know, just even yeah, this... Yeah. Even just the music, like... It, just, it brings back to a really good time in my life, you know? Plus, it has to do a lot with my mom, you know? She loved it, and she's the one that got me to watch it. Yeah. And it's it's a fun story, and it's a little campy, a lot creepy. You yeah. know, there's uh, there's some oddities in it that we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, you know, it's um questioning minds want to know. It's just a great movie all around. So it, um, it is, it is. Let me just give a little quick, I guess, synopsis. If you haven't seen this movie, if you haven't seen this movie, stop listening right now. Watch it, and then go ahead and watch the po- or listen to the podcast, because it's a movie that you really need to just take in if you haven't seen it yet. I mean, it came out in 1979 on March 28th, so it's a little older, but I mean, hell, Halloween's older, and look at it. Uh, yeah, you know? a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the great horror movies were older movies. Yeah, and um, so uh, basic synopsis of this a little bit, I guess we'll say, here's a teenage boy. Um, named Mike and um, him and his older brother Joby and uh, their buddy Reg or Reggie which is by far one of my favorite characters ever (laughs) 
I, I love him, dude. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, they have to battle the tall man, who is a, um, I don't know what you want to say. He's a, uh, he travels dimensions. He's like an alien, so to speak, kind of. And uh, he goes around different dimensions to uh, gather slaves for his, for his world. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up about the dimensional travel and alien because yeah I don't know how many times I've seen this movie and I still have questions about it. I do. I love it, man. And um, so basically that's I mean that's basically it. And they just have a you know they they go around and battle to survive. Yeah, I I mean it's it's just great. Um, like I said, uh, basically the main character or one of the main characters is uh, Mike, who's actually played by a guy named Michael. Yeah, a Mike, Michael Baldwin. Michael Baldwin. And then um, you got Joby, who's his older brother, played by Bill Thornberry. And like I said, Reggie, one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Played by a guy named Reggie Bannister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he couldn't get used to having a different name, so they use the same name. Yeah. But, you know, it's you know, They do that sometimes, though. The guy's just got a cool name. And then you got one of the coolest freaking fucking names ever. The main man, the tall man in this, and his name is Angus Scrim. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Very That's... iconic face. You, Even if you haven't seen this movie, you've probably seen uh, photos from it or pictures of this guy. He's just a creepy bastard. Yeah, and um, he's he's just an awesome character. And, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, he, uh, he... I mean, the name alone, dude. I don't know if that's his real name. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure. But that. that, I mean, it's killer. That's freaking awesome. And yeah. um, he, uh, like it said in here, he played the tall man. But what's funny about it is he was six four in real life. They made him look much taller. Than well, here's movie. the thing. Yeah, they wanted so he wore suits that were too small for him. Okay. And they okay. put three inch. Heels in uh, his yeah. shoes. Yeah, because I remember the scene where he's walking down the street, uh-huh. and like Mike's on one side of the street, and the tall man's on the other side, and he's walking. And I was like, man, those guys wearing like platform shoes or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they did that to make him. I mean, him... it was the seventies, you know. So I mean, in the movie, he was six seven. Okay. In real life, okay. he was six four. Yeah. So I mean, it's just funny they made him wear smaller suits and stuff, you yeah, know, so yeah. his wrists to and... make him look bigger. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy because if you think about it, when you're watching it, the part where uh, there's a part where him, Joby's walking around because um, you know his his buddy gets killed. I guess let's let's get let's talk a little. We'll, okay. we'll work our way to okay. it. Okay. Well, before we get into that, so let's talk about the director for a minute. Okay? Yes. So Don Coscarelli wrote and directed this movie. Okay. Yep. Um, Don Coscarelli has done some really cool stuff. If you guys don't know, he was responsible for. Bubba Hotep, uh-huh. who's got one of our favorite actors in it, yep. Bruce Campbell. Yep. Um, he also did The Beastmaster, which I loved that movie when I was a kid. It's got Mark Singer, who uh-huh. plays the Beastmaster. Yep. Fantastic fantasy movie. Um, it's up there along the lines of Conan or, you know. He did something recently, too, in 2000. Was it 2000? Fairly recent, 2012. Well, he also did the John dies at, at the, the end. end. Yes, that's yeah. What and if you guys don't know, John really does die at the end. <laughs> um, but I, you know, and that movie was kind of interesting, you know, because you knew you knew they show you the end of the movie at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You know, it's like they did the movie backwards, but it was still a cool concept and a cool plot. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, he's a. I like Don Coscarelli. There's a. Um, there's there, you know f- something funny about it too, is in the funeral scene in the movie, both his parents are in are in there. Okay. In the funeral scene, they're they're part of the, and okay. um, his mom, who is Kate, Coscarelli, uh, she wrote the novel Phantasm. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And um, his dad, who goes, I guess, went by Dak, but his name's actually Dan. Okay. Um, he was he was in the um, he, they're both producers. So his mom actually had a huge amount of, of work on this on this she, film on this film. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, that's she, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, she actually um, she actually had a few um, aliases in the credits. If you've seen S. Tyler, that was his mom. And if you've okay. seen uh, Shirley May, that was his mom as well. Okay. Right on. I so, yeah. And also, uh, Reggie Bannister, who's actually good friends with Dan Cascarelli. Okay. His parents were in there, too. They were extras in the at the funeral scene. That's cool. That's cool. <clears throat> you know, speaking of that, did you... Well... Okay. we got to talk about the car. Of course. Got to talk about the car. Of course. Did you see the episode of Graveyard Cars where uh, they rebuilt the Cuda? Uh-uh. And they had Don Coscarelli and Michael Baldwin. They delivered the car to them, oh, and they let them drive the car, and it looked just like it did Yeah, because I know I know that, um, that he actually, uh, Don Coscarelli, because the car got sold after the movie. The car got sold after the movie. Okay. And um, they don't know what happened to it. Yeah. The actual yeah. car. No one really knows what where it's at. Um, but, I mean, dude, yeah. The, the, the whole, that is like we were talking about when we did the Halloween episode. The atmosphere. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That car, everything about the movie just... Well, that car is iconic in this movie. I mean, it's, well, and it's, it's like a character all its own. Yes. You know, it's it's not... Christine kind of character, but it's you know, oh dude, it's a every, big part of the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know? and I and it's a big part of the series because yes. it comes back. Even though I did find out that they changed the car. Oh yes, they did. Uh, and three, the one that Reggie was driving. Yeah, uh, it's a in, uh, in the original one. It was a 1971 Plymouth Cuda. Uh huh. Okay, um, they dressed it up to look like a 440 with a six barrel carb. Mm-hmm. Okay. What it actually was was a 340 that they just dressed up to make look like the super rare. Yeah. It was still a rare car. Yeah. But they just they wanted to make it look mean yeah. and just aggressive. Um, and then in later editions, they switched the car over to a Hemi Cuda. Yep. Which is a different, yeah. different yeah. And entity I think, all its own. And I think uh, they did that mainly for uh, mainly because of the uh, it was Reggie's car, so I think he he was building one to make it look like a tribute to freaking to uh to that one. <laughs> Sorry guys, uh, JT's having some issues with his mic over here. He's playing. Uh... <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. You're screw- I got a screw loose. He's got a screw loose, boys and girls. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the car man. <clears throat> that's just uh, just a freaking yeah. staple, and and this movie becoming a kind of a cult classic, like it did. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, made that car you know even more popular in the horror world. It did. World, it you did. Know? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's very recognizable. Yeah, and um, 
So anyway, I didn't mean to jump ahead there. Oh, you're just, fine. No, you know. dude. Uh, with this, I don't really care where we go with this one because this movie, I could talk about it all night long, dude. Well, that's and... good because I've got some questions about this movie <laughs> that hopefully you can answer for me. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I said, um, Coscarelli, you know, he's a director. And this movie was actually filmed in um, Huntington Beach, California. And part of it was filmed on the Pacific Coast Highway. Okay, okay. So, uh, if we see him cruising, you know, they're, yeah, you know, yeah. it's all, it's, it was formed in, uh, filmed in Huntington I knew Beach. that looked familiar. No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, you ain't there. <laughs> and, you know, um, <clears throat> it's looking to me, because I was checking out the budget on this movie, um, and it was 300000 Oh, okay. It that was, was right there with Halloween. Yeah, I mean, know? it looks like that was kind of the going... Um, for independent films. For film. independent films back then, you know. And, I mean, it, it grossed... Uh, I mean, it didn't do nearly as well as Halloween, but it grossed, I think, 11... Almost $12 million. It's still pretty impressive. Oh, extremely impressive. You know, back then. I mean, 11 $12 million back then, you know, by today's standards would be... Uh, somewhere close to 80, 90 million, somewhere around yeah. in there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, dude, that's just ridiculous for the amount of money they spent. You know, it's, it's, yeah. that's good. And I mean, like we said, you know, with Evil Dead and Halloween and, you know, with Phantasm, mm-hmm. they're just cult, they turn into cult classics. Oh, yeah. You know, and they're just movies with the low budget that just wind up being lasting, standing the test of time. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. But, uh, you know, we talked about uh, Kate uh, Coscarelli, which is um, Dan's mom. Right. She's from St. Louis. She was born really? In, yes, she was born in St. Louis. She was born in St. Louis in uh, 1927. Who, who, talking about St. Louis, who else, who else iconic horror star is oh, from shit. St. Louis? Why are you trying to trivia me? <laughs> I don't know. Who is it? Vincent Price. Oh, shit, really? Yes, sir. Grew up in St. Louis. Awesome. Yeah, see, we still got some people that's close to us. They were only an hour and a half away. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I grew up. So. Yeah, well, I guess where I grew up, I was only about thirty minutes away from yeah. it. So. But but yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool for now us. Now we live in the boonies, <laughs> in the sticks. That was pretty cool for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, some, so sure. I. But um, yeah. So, so the the movie we get into the movie, you know, like I said, um, basically, uh, Joe Joby. And Jody, jo- yeah, I keep saying that. Jody yeah. and Reggie are uh, in a, are in a band, right? And their their buddy Tommy, Tommy, yep. was his name. Tommy. At the very beginning of the movie, you basically get to see Tommy with this chick in the cemetery having some some fun time with each other next yeah. to a headstone. Yeah, look at my big note here. <laughs> cemetery sex exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on in this movie. Yeah, you know, but Just saying. <laughs> so uh well, this ends up being and I think her name is The Lady in Lavender as they the did, la- Yeah, yeah. They describe yeah. they describe her. Um but she ends up being some kind of demon or it's or it may even be a tall man who's shape-shifted into into her, and uh, she ends up killing Tommy. Right, right. So this is how you get introduced to to, uh, to Mike and his brother and Reggie and the whole the whole deal. So they yeah, because uh, Reggie and uh, Jody are at the funeral, and it's funny because Jody makes makes a comment to Reggie about how he wouldn't let Mike come to the funeral because he didn't want him to see Tommy like that. Yeah, know? yeah. 
you know, uh, in the movie, Mike, the younger brother, he's only 13. Yep, yep. You know, so. Which is funny. He was actually 14 in his real age, but in the movie, he's 13. Right. Because funny little little thing, yeah. he actually learned how to drive on set, and he learned how to drive that in that Cuda. That's, That's the car cool. he learned how to drive in. So, but anyway, back to the to the movie here. Um, so they go to they're going to the funeral at the big funeral home, and um, uh, Joe Morningside. Morningside, yep. Morningside, yes. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> Joey's running. Jody is walking around, just looking at things, you know, kind of just mourning his friend dying, you know, which is weird because he's walking around oh, his mausoleum. Like I didn't even think about that. The name of the cemetery and the funeral home or mourning side. And yeah. That's where you go to mourn your... Your side piece? <laughs> well, no, they did that in the cemetery. Come on. <laughs> but uh, he's walking around and this is... And then you get introduced to the tall man. He walks mm-hmm. up and he says one of my... One of, one of his famous quotes. The funeral is about to begin, sir. <laughs> so he, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and... um. The funeral is getting ready to begin, sir. <laughs> and the look on Jody's face, he's like, oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. what I was going to say earlier. Because the tall man's like a foot taller. Than- <laughs> well, yeah, he was. I mean, not yeah, quite. Yeah, he, he was probably like six, six inches taller, which basically shows you that, uh, you know, um, what was his name? Um, Bill Thornberry, who plays Jody, was probably actually 6'2", 6'3", himself. Okay. Because okay. if you think about it, with yeah, because yeah. Coscarelli was six four without, right. or not Coscarelli, freaking right. Scrim was six four without the freaking the boots and the suits, the boots and suits. But uh, anyway, so um, they go to the funeral and stuff, and then <laughs> Mike's not supposed to be there, of course. Right, right. But you see him cruise up on his on his dirt bike, yeah, and um, he's sneaking around, you know. He doesn't get to see the actual body, but he sees them at the funeral and stuff. And then um, yeah, he's like he's like hiding in the bushes with his binoculars. Yeah, trying to watch. Them. And then this is where he sees tall man for the first time, and he sees him pick the casket up by once everybody leaves. Yeah, picks the casket up by himself, and he puts him puts it in the back of the hearse and everything. And yeah. he's he's funny because you don't hear him, but they show a close up of his face. He's and he's like and he's like what the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't hear he just you can see it, but yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. and then that's where basically where he gets introduced to to the tall man. So right. and uh he figures out that something's crazy going on here. So he jumps up on his bike and he takes off hauling ass through the cemetery and a tall man turns around and sees him and just gives him this little head head twist gives or something. This and, little woodoo and knocks him off voodoo. his knocks him off his bike or whatever yeah. and then and then basically we go from there. Yeah. Well, and at one point as he's going through the cemetery, is that where he s- sees the little, the little like Jawa looking thing? Yeah, the little you, dwarf. Okay, I'm a Star Wars nerd. I'm sorry. Well, it's funny you say that because this movie came out before that. No. No, after that. Yeah. And they were based off of. Off of the, the Jawas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what they were based off of. Okay. Okay. Um, it said that. They look like them. That's so, what they're, yeah. Because yeah. he had a lot of, he loved those movies that yeah. Coscarelli did. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's where he sees those. And what's crazy about them, all the, all the, like, whatever you want to call them, we'll call them dwarves or whatever. Yeah. All of them were played by children. Little people. They were actually played by kids. Right. 
oh, okay. Right They're on. all played by children, uh-huh. you know, so. I just um, assumed it was a bunch of little people out there. Yeah, like Wizard of Oz. But, uh, so, and then, so right after that, he goes to see a fortune teller. Yep. Okay. And there's there's a young blonde girl that takes him inside and introduces him to yeah. her grandmother. Uh-huh. Who's a fortune um, teller. And then, you know, like the grandmother, the you know, doesn't talk. But yeah. she tra- she like uh, communicates through this through her yeah. through this young through girl, gran- which I, I don't know what that young girl's name was. I don't know if they ever told us her name. They don't in the movie. I don't think, but they. I mean, they do if you look it up. They tell you. Who uh, yeah, they probably. But do. they don't tell you in the movie. Right, right. So as they're doing this, this you know he's basically Mike's worried that Jody's going to leave and yeah. leave him there because both. And by the way, both their their parents are dead. Yeah, yeah, both of their parents had died earlier. So, yeah. Um, they had died, and then Tommy died. Yeah. You know? And then, so, um, you know, uh, Jody was actually gone, and he came back. Right, right. To uh, look after his little brother. So. Right. So, but as he's at this fortune teller's house, she kind of, she, she does this, like, I don't know, the only way you can describe it is like a magic trick kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, makes a box appear on the table, and they have him put his hand inside the box. Well, of course, you know, he's reluctant to do it, but eventually he does it. And after he does it, the thing kind of clamps down on his hand, and he starts freaking out. You know, it hurts, it hurts. It's that, Man, this thing is really hurting me. And they're telling him, don't fear. It's your fear Just is what, yep. you know, is, is what is causing the pain uh-huh. the this box isn't hurting you it's it's all in your mind yeah you know, kind yep. of thing and uh i thought that was kind of interesting the reason why i wanted to talk to the uh, talk to you talk about this specific spot was this is my first question of the movie so after that i don't remember exactly what the next scene is but shortly after that mm-hmm. time you see this young girl Going into the cemetery. Walking into the cemetery. Walking into the cemetery. And, you know, they got the creepy music playing. Uh She walks through the gate of the cemetery, walks up, and then the next time you see her, she is inside the mausoleum, and she's walking down the hall, and she opens the door, the foreboding door that nobody's supposed to open. (laughs) She opens it and looks inside, and doesn't. they don't show you what she's looking at. But then the camera goes back to outside the mortuary or the funeral parlor or whatever you want to call it. Uh And you hear her scream, this blood curdling scream. Uh Never in the rest of the movie do they ever tell you anything about this girl. Yep, at all. Or what happened to her. But she comes back. So what happened to her? She comes back in part two. She comes back in part two. Yep, she comes back in part two. And um, uh, Mike comes back. Well... That's part two. That's part two. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We'll talk about that. I'm sure. I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of thought that's what happened because I remember watching part two, mm-hmm. but I wasn't entirely sure. I, all yeah. I knew was in this particular movie, this girl just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. And you never see her again. <laughs> yeah, and that. Yeah, I didn't think about it really. I was just like, well, I guess to me, what I thought when I first watched it was, okay, she died, so you don't. Hear yeah. Her. So you don't yeah. hear about her no more. Yeah. But then she comes back in part two. Which has one of my favorite weapons of all time in it. 
the four barrel shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was cool. that my main man Reggie makes. The, the main man Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a. It's. With that, I think I actually like that they didn't say anything about it. Yeah. You know, like they kind of just let it go. But uh, yeah, so he he sees that and he goes to see the fork teller girl and all that stuff, and then he goes and he starts trying to tell his brother, you know, about what's going on, and he's like, okay, whatever, you know, blah blah blah, and then you got. Uh, I'm trying. I don't want to. I'm not really worried about going into this movie. Yeah, I, I'm just perfect talking. chronological yeah, order. I'm just talking. There's about just the some movie. scenes in there that you know you, you have is, to mention. This is I mean. a scene I love. Uh, you see Reggie pull up in front of uh, Jody and Mike's house, right? Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, Reggie is a damn ice cream man. He's right? ice cream man. <laughs> He's the ice cream man, baby. Yeah. And then uh, he he comes walking up on the steps, and Jody's sitting there playing a song. Yeah. And stuff. And which, by the way, uh, Bill Thornberry, who plays Jody, wrote, wrote that song that. and yeah. everything. Um, but anyway, they start playing this little song. And, uh, I'm just a sitting here at midnight. And I've been sitting here till noon. You see, my lady left me lonely. Yes, she did. Baby left me blue. Then uh, Reggie says one of my favorite things that he says in the movie. I don't know why it is, but it's one of my favorite things. And uh, Reggie says. We're hot as love, you know. <laughs> which is uh, which is what yeah, yeah that is freaking hilarious. Love it, dude. <laughs> it's just part of Reggie's banter, you know. I, yeah, I've... you know it's funny you talk about Thornberry. Um, I I actually looked into him, and he is actually now a music teacher. I at, think it. At a university in California. Yeah, because I think I was watching. Uh, he was on Ravenger, which is the last one they just came yeah, out with yeah, in Phantasm. Yeah. He actually did a little part on it, and um, I was looking at some of the behind the scenes stuff and all that, and they're talking about that. But uh, yeah, so they're on the porch doing their thing and they're jamming or whatever, you know. And then you see a critical part of the movie, or not? I guess a somewhat critical part of the movie when he brings out the uh, the tuning fork. The tuning fork. Yeah. You know, and then that comes into play a little later. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, so basically the guy, they, they, he, Jody and Reggie do their little thing on the porch. He takes off. Reggie does. He had to go deliver his ice cream. And uh, <laughs> and then here comes, um, here comes uh, his brother, here comes Mike, you know. He's still trying to come convince his brother what the hell's going on you know yeah he knows there's something going on yeah and he, he just doesn't he had, know what yeah he had snuck inside the uh he had snuck inside the uh mortuary morningside mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going on you know right well he ends up getting the tall man coming after him or whatever you mm-hmm. know and uh one of his minions one of his minions grabs him yeah oh yeah yeah the uh 
you know, um, silver, the silver balls. The silver balls. Oh, which my are God, like, dude. That is the most iconic thing of this movie. And what's cool, you know, some, the, where, where Coscarelli got that from was a dream of his. Okay, okay. He had a dream when he was younger, when he was a kid. Was he dreaming about a pinball machine? <laughs> the, the death of a black I mean, because that's what they look like. They look like yeah, pinballs, what, except they're bigger. Well, well what he yeah. said, what, from what I read, that he had a dream when he was a kid, that he was running down this marbled hallway, and there were these giant silver balls coming at him. Really? Because that's exactly what happens in the movie. So Yeah, that's and that's straight from yeah, his dream yeah. when he was a kid, when he was like 14 years old, 13 or 14 yeah. years old. Yeah, so basically the, the, the tall man, he uses these balls like a weapon. And that's what... <laughs> that's kind of funny. The tall man uses his balls as a weapon. <laughs> Um, anyway, well, that was it. That was in his dream too, actually. Yeah, yeah, with the stuff coming out. Right, right. That, that was actually in his dream. Yeah, yeah. But the he said it was spikes coming out. Well, it wasn't a spikes in his dreams. It was something weird. I can't remember for sure. It was some kind of weird like hook. It was a hook. It yeah, was like a rusty yeah. hook or something that was in his dream that was okay, coming out of it. Okay. But with this one, he just yeah. Modified it, well, it. they were kind of like a weird looking arrowhead kind yeah, of thing. These ones, it was it, kind of like a I don't know. It's almost a spearhead kind of. A sp- yeah, kind of, but. You know, so Mike gets gets caught by like, oh, what what was he? He was like a groundskeeper or something. I don't know. He was one of he was he was the tall man's helper. Yeah, one of his little. Uh, that was kind of a cool scene too, where he's when he first gets in the mortuary and he's in the casket room, yeah, where all the caskets are, and he hears the guy coming, so he hops on a casket real quick and shuts the lid, yeah, leaves it cracked so yeah. they can see. And so the guy walks through, and right before he lifts up the casket lid that Mike is hiding in, the tall man walks in, and he turns around, and they walk off. Yeah, you know? and then well, and then that guy ends up winding up catching Mike. Yeah, that yeah. And yeah. then but the tall man sends one of his uh, spears out, and it yeah. freaking drills up into dude's head. Yeah, yeah, it ends up missing Mike, and because Mike bites the guy's arm, you know, he's got yeah. Mike like in a headlock or yeah. whatever, and Mike bites his arm, and the guy. Kind of drops him, and when he looks up, this ball sticks with him. the spikes, <laughs> this you know, sticks right in his head, and then a drill bit comes out and drills right through the bridge of his nose, yeah. and the friggin' blood spray, dude! Out. Oh my god, it's so awesome! I love that, oh, dude. so awesome! Yeah, and uh, well, and then that and, part freaked me out when I was a kid. I thought oh it was cool god. shit, dude, with the squirting, but uh, oh, <laughs> but um, and then here comes the tall man, you know, he ends up seeing yeah. him, and um. It's funny because this movie is totally from the 70s. Cause yeah. Oh, like yeah. the acting, like the kid, uh, <laughs> whenever Mike turns around and sees Tallman, he's like, the big deep breath and goes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He and does. Then, uh, and then so uh, he gets chased by Tallman and um, he runs up in this room and he shuts the door on Tallman's hand. Yeah, yeah. And you see him like, the, the, his finger's sitting there going, just tapping. Yeah, it's like, just tapping on just the tapping wall. Just tapping on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ends up cutting his fingers off, and he's yeah. screaming and stuff on yeah. the other side of it. And yeah, and it was weird because when he cut his fingers off, like this yellow, this yellow goo ooze coming yeah. out, it looked like freaking mustard. Yeah, <laughs> it's freaking weird. If you look at it, so well, so Mike ends up picking up one of yes, the fingers. That's what I was getting at. It, is that? And it was so funny because he grabs one of his fingers off the floor, and he turns around to start walking towards the window that he had broke to come uh-huh. in. A little bastard busted a window out. Um. <laughs> He he just nonchalantly throws his finger in the in the pocket of his jacket, <laughs> like oh, it's no big deal. It's just some dude's finger, you know. Yeah. 
And then that he puts Talk in about a, give him somebody the finger. Yeah, literally, give him your finger. But uh, but anyway, so he a, gets home and he puts it in a wooden box. Yeah, and it's it's hilarious because when he opens that wooden box, what it reminds me of, it looks almost like a hot dog laying in some mustard. But like, but like moving. But no, I mean it really is a finger and it's moving and it's like tapping inside the box. And then like <laughs> that's what he finally he brings on the porch with um Jody sitting on the porch and he brings it out and uh he's like there's a finger in there he's like yeah. I got it last night. He's like, it's in there right now. And he's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, and they're like tapping the box. Yeah, and he's like, uh, <laughs> okay, let me see it. So he gives yeah. him the box, and he's sitting there, and he's you know takes a second to look at him, looking at Mike, looking back at the box and stuff, and he's like, he barely, just, barely cracks it open, just yeah, just barely, and then he and then he slams, slams the box, and he's like, <laughs> I, okay, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what are we he, gonna do about this? It goes from there, you know, and uh, <coughs> yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> You know, the thing I like about one thing I like about this movie is <laughs> he treats his brother Jody treats his brother, who's like thirteen in the movie, yeah, like he's a fucking adult. Yeah, yeah. Like well, literally, you know. And it was funny because I was kind of thinking about that because there's there's a couple different times in this movie where the kid's actually the one working on the car. Oh, all the time. It's like, and it's like, you know, at 13 years old, I didn't even care what a car was, and much less know how to work on it. And what's one. funny about it is there's a scene where they're like blasting down the road in this in this Cuda, man. It's yeah. one of my favorite scenes. And he's just flying down the road. He's driving. Mike's driving, yeah, of course. Yeah. And they throw they go up in the driveway and he jump out. They now they just got done like driving the piss out of this car. Yeah. yeah. And uh they jump out and literally go straight to opening the hood, jump out, right after they pull in, open the hood, and he's he's like, I don't know, I think it's one of these headers in here. Yeah. That's yeah. what he says, right? Yeah. So it's one of these headers in here. And then he goes underneath the car. Yeah. Well and he immediately pulls out a socket wrench you know, yeah. a ratchet yeah. and a socket. So he's clicks kinda, them together and crawls underneath the car like, okay, dude, that header is, is gonna, gonna be, be about three or four hundred <laughs> degrees. Yeah. And you're just gonna reach up and grab that? Thing? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's okay. What, that go was for the it. Funny thing I was thinking about, yeah, but uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it amazes me. There's a lot of movies where it's like, you know, okay. So you guys got to know, I, you know, I, I've been a mechanic for years, and I kind of moved on from being a mechanic, and now I, I still work in the auto industry. But it is hilarious when I watch movies. And they, like, get underneath the hood of a car. I always look at my wife, and I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, they'll be yeah. underneath the car. and they'll, they'll be underneath the hood of the car saying, oh, yeah, this this muffler is really loose, and we need to take care of this wheel bearing. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> dude, you're not even on the right end of the car, you know? But it just cracks me up, you know? Yeah. But, but anyway. But And that's where he hears, you know, uh, he hears jo- Jody talk to a guy who actually – was a friend of theirs in school, of his in school who came for the funeral. Yeah, yeah. And he hears came him, for Tommy's funeral. Yeah. He hears him talking about Mike. Hears Joey talking about you know leaving, and which is crazy. To, he talks about leaving his brother there, who's only thirteen, yeah, with yeah. this house and all this stuff. Like, well, no, no. He actually says in there about oh sending, uh, him, sending him off to, to his, his aunt's to house. his aunt's to this day. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Which um, to me, I'm just like, what? but he doesn't really say that until later on. Is yeah, when and you then find he says, you know, that, he but. says he's like, uh, he's like, um, he's like a little leech. He's he wants to go everywhere I go. Blah, yeah, he blah. follows me everywhere, you know. Which is true because then there's a scene, you know, where he goes to the bar and he goes to uh, meet this chick, or he goes and he picks up the lady in lavender. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and there's Mike in the parking lot. Yeah, know? and then. Yeah. Um, so he's falling around, and it's funny because, like, once they get to the cemetery, um, Jody picks up the lady in lavender, 
and they end up going to the cemetery out, out of the yeah. bar. They walk yeah. to the cemetery, right? Well, they lay on this fucking headstone. Yeah. Okay, here we go again with my big <laughs> word on here. The, the cemetery, cemetery sex. sex. And it's funny because, like, he's, he lays her down, and you see her, him laying her down, and then you see Mike in the bushes, like, walking through the bushes, watching. And then you hear Jody, uh, Jody, the chick unbuttons her shirt, and he's looking at her, you know, and he's like, wow. Dude, one of the classic <laughs> scenes in that movie is during that whole scene there. <laughs> can, I, can I talk about it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, <laughs> so Mike ends up getting getting scared by something. I, I don't know. No, even... it's, it's one of the little dealies. Okay, little yeah, doors. one of the little Jawa things. He Jones. ends up getting scared, and he's screaming, and he takes off Run running, and he runs right past Mike and this chick. And, or, I'm sorry, he runs right past Jody and this chick on the tombstone, and he's screaming, and Jody looks up, and he's got this girl's panties hanging out of his teeth, <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> What the heck? Wait here, it's my little brother. I think he's got some kind of a problem. What the hell? <laughs> you know, I just, every time I see that part, it fucking cracks me up. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, what? What is that? He's like, it's my little brother. I gotta go see what's going on. Don't go nowhere. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> And he walks over there and he finds him like, dude, there's something trying to kill me. It's like this tall. And he's like, he's like, where's that girl at? He's like, he's like, he's back in there. Wait, she's back in there waiting on me, you dumbass. Yeah, like, yeah, he does, he does. <laughs> and uh, so he gives him the keys to the Cuda again and lets him yeah. drive home or whatever. But uh, yeah, and then um, I mean, you know, basically, <clears throat> basically comes out to the point where he finally believes his brother and he says he's gonna go search. Yeah. And see yeah. what's going on. And, um, you know, the whole time Reg is around, you know, doing his thing. Right. But um, it's funny. One of my favorite things that uh, there's a quote in here that uh, Jody tells uh, tells Mike whenever he's getting ready to go check out Morningside himself. Right. He hands him the 45 and he's, te- he's like, listen, he's like, uh, he's like, don't fire a warning shot. He said, uh, warning shots are bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like yeah. you shoot to kill. Yeah. And uh, it's one of my favorite parts of that. Because when I was younger, I just remember, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's probably what got me huge. In, I'm huge in a gun. That's man, hilarious. So. And one of my favorite parts were the panties hanging out of his teeth. Uh, <laughs> go hey, figure. Man. Go figure. Hey, we're hot as love. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know Dude, it. I love Reggie. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, and that's something that um, Reggie's there whenever this is going on, and they're yeah. talking about the tall man, this and that. And Reggie's like, "We just need to, we just need to get this that that motherfucker, and we need to just beat his brains in until he tells us what the hell's going on." Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because a thirteen year old sitting there, he's like, he's like, "Shit, you must be out of your mind. That motherfucker's strong." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming out of a freaking, yeah. uh, coming out of a thirteen year old is funny. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, they so then. Mike, <clears throat> Mike goes to check it out, you know, and then this is whenever he, and the, um, he goes and um, he's let tells um or Jody goes and he tells Mike to stay there with yeah, with he, and he ends up locking Mike in his bedroom. Yeah, when he goes. Well, first he tells him. First of all, he, first he tells him to uh, he tells Reggie to take um Mike to that like an antique shop or something that's in town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, when they're on their way in the ice cream truck, which is a cool scene, too, because they're driving, but it's like pitch black. 
Yeah. So you see nothing. It's like pitch black, and you see the wind blowing because they're in a convertible. Right. Like there's no top yeah. to this ice cream yeah. truck, and they're talking about what's going on. Then they get attacked by the you know tall man and the little yeah. people. Yeah. And um, whatever. So Mike sneaks out from the antique place, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm going to help his brother." You know. Yeah. So he sneaks out and goes to or whatever, and um. So they're fighting the they're fighting the tall man. They're going through the old more to morning side and whatnot. Well, <clears throat> they end up they end up getting getting away from there. And he picks up. He ends up running into Mike. Picks Mike up, and they uh, got a plan. They're setting a plan to kill the tall man. Right. You know, because right. they think he killed Reggie and all that stuff. Yeah. And so they got a plan to kill to kill the tall man. And um, I mean. Basically, he tells uh, they pull up to the front of their house, and he tells um, Jody tells Mike go in the house, look for more ammo. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go move the barricade or something. Yeah, he's gonna gonna go move the warning sign off the. Yeah. Basically, what they're gonna do is they're gonna try and knock him down a well, or not a well, but an old mine shaft. Yeah. So Jody's gonna go and remove the warning sign from around the mine shaft. Yeah, yeah. And then. I think that's the part where... And we're going to send that sucker straight to hell, is yeah. what he says. <laughs> yeah. And they're... Um, a lot of... And well, there's, scene, there's a scene in there, too, that we kind of forgot about where they're driving down the road and um, the tall man's chasing him and stuff like that. Yeah. The car gets wrecked. The Cuda gets wrecked. Well, and, like, there's a part where he... Where Mike... Is in the back of a Volkswagen Bug with that's the a, a part, blonde chick and her the, mom. That's the part. That's the and that's where they find the ice cream truck, truck tipped, is tipped over. over. Yeah, because see Jody because had oh Reggie. oh we forgot all about the big scene where they found Tommy's body. Oh driving yeah, driving the car, driving the hearse the after hearse. the hearse wrecked. Yeah, they found Tommy's body in there and they had shrunk him down. That's where all these little yeah, yeah. all and, the little little and guys so they were... took Tommy's body and put it in the ice cream truck. Better padlock it. Yeah. This guy's not gonna leak all over my ice cream, is he? They called Reggie and had him meet. Yeah, he's like, this ain't gonna leak all over my ice cream, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, so I, hey guys, we're gonna be jumping yeah, on this. I yeah. mean, it's. With this movie, I didn't really want to freaking try to go hard. Do a play by play or anything. Yeah, what there's is, just so many cool scenes in this movie. Yeah, and, and the creep, uh, the creepiness of it. You yeah, know? and it just you know, it, it's another one of those great atmospheric movies. And the music you know? makes it. The music is fantastic in this movie. Yeah, I put this. You know? I, I, it's hard for me to which ones I like more, the Halloween or this one. And that's the honest God truth. It's very hard for me to figure yeah, out which yeah. one I like more. Well, I know which one I like more, but this movie is way up there, though. Yeah, way it's, up there. it's it's really good, you know. And I mean, like I said, we're we're not gonna like. Do a play-by-play on this. We're kind of just going over some of the scenes we liked and stuff, yeah. and some of the facts. You know, like there's a there's a a fun a funny thing Coscarelli did whenever he, whenever he made this movie. He freaking he rented all the equipment on Fridays. That way he would have it all weekend. And only have to pay for one day of rental. <laughs> and that is, <laughs> I was like, that is that's a little shady. That is hilarious, dude. That's freaking. But hey, that's genius, though. I mean. Yeah, you know, you know that's like that's like going to the video store and renting a movie right before a holiday. Yeah, you know, you know? It's, there you go. And uh, you know, there's just all kinds of cool stuff. Like he got the name Phantasm from Edgar Allan Poe because Edgar Allan Poe used that word a lot in his writings. Really? From yeah, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, there's just there's a lot of cool <clears throat> there's a lot of cool facts about it. You know, like this movie was supposed to be three hours long. And well, I uh, didn't know that. It's supposed to be three hours long. Wow. And um, they cut a lot of stuff out of it. Um, there's some deleted scenes you can find, but mo- most of the yeah. deleted stuff is is gone. And wow. the reason why, of course, that back then, you know, they were under the impression that like an hour and a half was about as long as someone was willing to. <clears throat> Well, and I remember the first time I ever saw this movie, um, you know, I was still pretty young, but the first time I ever saw it, it was on TV. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The first time um, I ever saw it. I'm sure it was on like, you know, like I said, I grew up in St. Louis and they used to do these Saturday night shockers and I'm sure that's what it was on was one of those at some point. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, like I said, my mom, she likes the movie. She loved that movie. Actually, yeah. You know, and yeah. she's the one that got me into it. And it's funny. She was at my house just the other day and I had that movie like right there for the ready to put in all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, oh, Phantasm, we should watch this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to say that, you yeah. know. But That's another cool. another funny thing that you probably <laughs> be interested in if you haven't, if you don't know this already, but um, the song Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Okay. Right? Well, it came out in 1980. Okay. Came out a year after this movie. Well, Lemmy from Motorhead. Okay. Went to the opening. God rest his soul. Yes. Yes. He went to the uh, opening of the movie. Okay. And uh, he said that Mike's head looks like the Ace of Spades. I can so, see that. So he spent the rest of the movie premiere writing, writing the, the lyrics for Ace of Spades. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, so, and then he put it out in 1980, the next yeah, year. That's cool. Around. That's cool. I was like, that's pretty That's pretty That cool. is. That's pretty cool, dude. You know, I'd some, never heard that before. Some of the little things, you know, you find yeah. out. It's, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, got, I got a weird thing here that I, I had wrote down, and I was trying to figure out why I wrote it down and how I knew this, but... There's a scene like, okay, so the the finger, after the finger. In the box, yeah. In the box, okay. Mm-hmm. So there's there's something happens with that, which I don't know if we want to talk about that or not. But, uh, you know, with the fly oh, yeah, or whatever, I'm... you know. So anyway, this finger ends up turning into a fly. Yeah, And then it, it attacks them, and they, they have to fight this thing, and they end up killing it by putting it in the garbage disposal. Yeah. So right after that happens, Reggie shows up and walks in the kitchen. And he's talking to him. He's like, hey, what's going on, guys? You know, what, what's up with this? Got a, few hours to kill. got a few hours to kill or whatever. And then this fly comes flying out of this garbage disposal and hits Reggie, you know. And he's like, what the hell? Is <laughs> well, okay, so the reason why, you know, it, it's a cool scene, you know. But uh, they end up getting the job done. They end up beating this fly to death with a uh-huh. with a hammer or something, I yeah. think, is what they... What they end up so. using. But anyway, the reason why I bring this up is I noticed in that scene, Reggie is wearing a sweater. And I'm trying to figure out why Reggie was wearing a sweater. And then later on in the movie, I noticed that Jody is wearing a coat, like a, a bomber jacket kind of uh-huh. like yeah, coat, you know. Yeah. And, and Mike always just had on like a little denim jacket or whatever. And I kept wondering, so what was the time frame on this movie? What time of the year was it? I assumed it was during the summer. And you want to know how I came to that assumption? Because <laughs> Reggie's driving a fucking ice cream truck. Yeah. 
There ain't no fucking ice cream trucks in the winter. Well, it's California. Well, well, okay, okay, yeah. I, then winters I, in California. At yeah, night, that's that's true. That's it, true. At nighttime, it gets it, a little, it, little at bit. At nighttime, you and I would be sweating, but them guys are cold. Wearing a jacket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? They'd be they'd be wearing a, a jacket or a sweater or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess that does make sense because I kept trying to figure out. So, what time of the year is this movie? Yeah. You know, because yeah. I never really tell you. You know. Yeah, it's a, anyway. Yeah, that's, that's just, I, I. Well, if I mean, I don't really know, but if I was that, I guess that maybe it's probably fall or yeah, it could be something. fall or or um, you know, whatever or winter over there yeah. at that point in time. And I'm sure nighttime would be a little bit chilly. It'd probably be you yeah. know, sixty degrees or so. <laughs> like right now, we'd be we're we, so, we're sitting in a garage that's about forty degrees right now. <laughs> yeah, but and naked, we're fine. What, but naked know. eating Cheetos. Well. <laughs> I, like I guess, the we, I guess we can't. I guess we should you, tell all of our secrets. Ryan likes the cheesy poofs. <laughs> I like the crunchy ones. Poof, cheesy poofs, cheesy poof, cheesy poofs. Anyway, <laughs> no kitty kitty. That's my papa. <laughs> Anywho, oh, shit. Uh, so yeah, I just that popped into my head of why why are these guys wearing sweaters and jackets and this motherfucker is driving an ice cream truck? Yeah. So, so, I mean, and it, gets to, it gets to the point where, uh, back to the movie just a little bit, we're just going to go, I'll finish it out here with some little, as far as the movie goes, let's talk about the movie-wise, we'll finish that out. You know, they um, they think Reggie's dead, so they go to do this, and um, they the, it, Morningside ends up blowing up, basically. They find out, the way, what happens is, when they're at Morningside, um, Reggie's there. I was going to say, them. you got to explain that. Yeah, Reggie's there with them. And the tuning fork thing we were talking about earlier comes into play because they, they get into this room and they see all these, uh, like, uh, I don't know what you call them. Like, they're barrels. They're, they're barrels. They're, but they look like, uh, they almost look like. Um, well, they're like black plastic drums. Drums, they're drums yeah. yeah. And uh, they see that there's like little, little things in there. Windows in them or whatever. Well, there's, yeah. a, there's these two little posts, silver posts that pop up, that are popped up. They don't know what it is. And then they find out that it's a freaking entryway to the freaking another to his to the tall man's world and yeah, uh yeah. and um <clears throat> so they're checking it out whatnot and mike falls through the door falls through there but um jody catches him right but he's sitting there and he sees he sees what's going the little, on and, yeah the little yeah. dwarfs rolling the barrels yeah you know down this huge long line yeah and it's like Kind of a, like a desert scene, or yeah. It's, well, Mars, Mars. Yeah, it reminded me of Mars. Mars yeah. And um, yeah. and basically, uh, they pull they pull Mike back out, and they go to leave and stuff. And uh, uh, Reggie's still there <clears throat> in that room, and he's he's sitting there, and he's looking at this doorway of these things, and he's room goes back and it shows seeing him thinking back the tuning fork when he put his fingers on him yeah. and stuff. So yeah. he reluctantly like touches both of the the stands at once, and it like. I guess we would say it opens up the door completely, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. And it starts sucking everything from that room into there. So he's crawling his way out, and these things are falling over top of him and yeah. this and that, and he makes his way out the door and shuts it, and then they take off, and then the morning side goes bye-bye. Yeah. From, yeah. from to the other dimension or whatever. But, uh, and then basically after that part, you know, they're figuring out their game plan and what they're going to do. And um, that's whenever the whole thing with the antique and then store and them finding Tommy and all that. And then they think that the tall man killed Reggie. So they make the plan to kill the tall man or whatever. And 
Right. As Jody's going to do whatever he's going to do, he winds up dying in a car wreck. You'd say the car right. blows up, you know, whatever, because the tall man's chasing him. Yeah. And uh, so Reggie's... They well, and him. Reggie finds a girl yeah. laying there, and he picks her up. To you know, it's one of the girls. Lady Lavender. Or he thinks it is. Yeah. And she ends up turning into the tall man, and she stabs, stabs him, him in the stomach. And um, that's why I think that he killed that. That's why they think that he's dead. Right. Right. <clears throat> and um. And then so they know they find out Jody's dead or whatever, and then basically, I mean, I don't want to ruin the ending for people. I know you've probably seen this if if you're still listening, but yeah. I don't know. I think we'll just leave the ending open because there's put it this way, there's sequels to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, they yeah. that Well, and and I've still got some some weird questions here. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I'm gonna, so basically we're gonna be done basically talking about the whole actual scene of the movies. Right. We're gonna go right. into some other list a couple other things. So here's one of my first things is the so Mike gets sucked into this thing. Uh-huh. And he's looking in there, and you're like, oh, this could be another planet, these little munchkin people, this tall guy. Holy fuck, I've been watching a movie called Phantasm about interdimensional aliens. What the fuck is going on here? (laughs) And then you're just completely confused, okay? So then you get to the end of the movie. You get to the end of the movie, all right? And all of a sudden, it's... Reggie and Mike sitting at the fireplace. Uh-huh. Okay. And they're talking about what's going on. And Mike is like, oh, I can't believe this crazy dream I just had. How, you know, you know, I can't believe that my brother's been killed. And he's like, yeah, your brother, you know. He says tall man killed him. He's like, well, it's no tall man. He died in a car accident. He died in a car accident. Well, then you're like, well, what the fuck? Did, did any of this even happen or was it all just a dream? It's all just a dream. And then you get this really, really fucking bizarre, mushy, campy uh, scene at the fireplace between he's like, Reggie I, he's like, and I'll Mike. Take, I'll take care of you, buddy. I'll take care of you, buddy, and I love you. Let's and, just blah, get, and I'm like... Let's just get out of town for a while. Oh. Yeah, I mean, i kind of seen that, but... You know, it was just kind of weird. And then... Just um, weird. Yeah, i kind of seen that. And then, uh, you know... He's like, why don't you go up there and get your stuff together, and we'll go. We're going to go disappear for a while. And this is the part where one of my um, the famous quote that comes out whenever you think of uh, a tall man, Reggie or Mike goes upstairs to gather his stuff, and he thinks everything's over, whatever. And then ever he looks into the the mirror, as he shuts the door. There's a mirror the door, on the mirror, back of the door, and it's yeah. a tall man, and he sits there and he says, Bye. which yeah, is just is. Which is iconic. Iconic quote, you yeah. know, yeah. the one word yeah. quote, yeah. you know, that you remember. You, you know? know, and it's funny, we didn't mention it as we were going through there. One of the really cool scenes was like, Mike falls asleep and he's laying in a bed and he kind of, you know, of course he's sleeping in his bed and he, he wakes up and opens his eyes and his bed is actually now in the cemetery. Yeah. And the tall man is standing above him, like above the head, like behind the headboard of yeah. the bed, like leaned over the bed. And then these, these like two, uh, I don't know what they are, demons or beasts or whatever, come up out of the ground and grab Mike and are going to pull him down into the, you know, and then he wakes up. 
that is a really cool scene. That was something they always showed you in the trailer, and that's what made you yeah. like, I gotta see this movie. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I mean, you got you, you got to see this movie. There's you seen it. there's so many cool scenes in this movie. I mean, you you have got to you, yeah. you, you've really got to sit and watch it to appreciate everything we're talking about. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned the whole um, thing about like, uh, is it a dream or not? Yeah, and stuff because. If you watch all of them and then you watch the last one just came out, yeah. uh, Ravenger, yeah, you get the same thing. You're like, what the? Is this yeah, all what the hell? dream? But you get to think yeah. of it as if it's not a dream, Mike's dream. It's freaking coming from Reggie. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy, man. Like I, <clears throat> but that's that's a whole other. That's the last movie in the series and stuff. So I mean, it's there's still a few you gotta watch besides that. But like. I thought that was really cool that you mentioned that because, I mean, that's the same thing I got when I was watching Ravenger. I'm like, holy, do not tell me this was all a dream because it actually kind of pissed me off because I was like, no freaking way, dude. No way it's a dream. Yeah, it, you know, so we really thought at this point, we, we really think it's over because, like we said, this movie came out in 1979. Mm-hmm. Part two did not come out until 1988 crazy like nine years later all of a sudden here and dude i don't care what anybody says i love every one of the movies yeah 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 they are cool cool. they're just that campy that nice like campy you know some of them like the second one was pretty good and then the third one if i remember right it was like almost getting like a post-apocalyptic yes kind of feel they found a little boy in the house that's really yeah yeah yeah. that's one of my favorites that's number three probably one of my favorite ones yeah yeah it was uh, good yeah but anyway we won't get into those right now yeah we'll we'll do those eventually down the road you know but uh another quick little funny thing here uh, that i learned about it is in aust in australia the movie, the, they changed the name of the movie to uh, The Never Dead. Okay. Instead of Phantasm. <laughs> and the reason why is because in 1976, there was an uh, an Aussie movie as a sex comedy. What? Called, that came out <laughs> called World of Sexual Fantasy, but it is also called Phantasma. Phantasma. And it was a so, comedy. Like a orgasma? Sex, yeah, it was a sex comedy thing. So I thought that was freaking pretty funny. But, uh... Yeah. That I mean, cool. there's a lot of behind the cool, cool behind the scenes stuff that you know a lot of people didn't know about. But uh, yeah, I I would I would highly recommend this movie if anybody you know hasn't seen it. It's um, you know, like a lot of other movies, you're gonna it's the one you're gonna have to watch, yeah, like without your kids because there's you know nudity in it, of course. Yeah, stuff. I was trying to figure out. I think when this movie first came out, it was like a synapse film. Mm-hmm. But now it's owned by Anchor Bay. It's like yeah. Anchor Bay uh, bought up a, the rights to a bunch of the old school horror movies that we grew up with. And they've done fantastic reproductions of them. Yes. You know? That's why like, I'm glad like, me and you both bought that uh, five disc set of Phantasm yeah, for like yeah. fucking 15 bucks. Yeah, it was cheap. cheap. I'm like, dude, no way. Because I was yeah. trying to buy them a long time ago online. Yeah. One at a time. And it was like 25 bucks a movie. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, holy oh, shit, yeah. man. But... Yeah, I mean that's the movie, guys, and I mean it's uh, it's a super good, super good movie, and uh, a lot of people are gonna appreciate it. I think the people who you know haven't seen it yet, if you just sit down and remember that it came out in '79, you'll appreciate it. Trust me. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. it's 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 a cult classic, really. I mean, 
Yeah, and it's funny. I love the tagline for the movie. <laughs> if you're looking for a horror that's got balls, it's found you. <laughs> Great movie, guys. Go yes. out and check it out. Check it out for sure. And um, I think that's about it for us. Uh, you know, it's kind of late we're, right now where we're at, so I think we're getting ready to uh, call the night. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, Make sure you hit us up on Facebook, uh, mm-hmm. the Horror Chronicles podcast, and then uh, hit our email. It's horrorchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your, some of your stories yeah. and stuff. And uh, we're actually getting ready to, here pretty soon, record one of our own personal stories, mm-hmm. paranormal stories Yeah, and that's going like to be that. fun. So, uh, but until next time, guys. Keep it creepy.